This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports presents the Quaddy Potty for the final time in 2023 as the season finale for the gong. Uh, as we come to a close with the Spring Carnival, Cashy joined by Nick. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Good way to wrap it up for the year and um, get into some cricket and some other stuff. But, um, yeah, doing well. Yeah, a lot of good things coming. But uh, with the gong, we like to celebrate our anniversary here at the Mock Sports because three long years ago now, we started a podcast called the Mock Racing Club and shows how much we knew about the carnival and racing in general. <laughs> our very first episode was on the very last week of the carnival and going forward we were just doing those Benchmark 64 meetings at Rose Hill, not realising what benchmark ratings were, what group ones were. We just thought racing was racing, but as we we had no real right to start that podcast when we did, as you're going to hear in a bit, I'm going to play some. But oh, um, no. yeah, I'm going to play some for you, mate, because oh, I've no. gone back through and listened <laughs> to it and I want, I want to see your reaction. But um, yeah, three years, mate. It's gone by quick. Yeah, it has. Um, it's been a pretty weird ride. Probably said the last year's, Obviously, a lot more success, a lot more stuff. Um, it's that long grind that we've had. But, um, yeah, good to see some results for us in the last 12 months. Um, big shout-out to Dabble. They've been helping us out, obviously. Yeah, um, Stridal, Stridal. Those well. two picking up two sponsors this year. I don't think um, we really thought that was going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty big. And, yeah, lots of things still to come, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll touch on what comes next, but before we do that, let's just look back at the past. Like I said, oh, no. I want you to hear this is this is, this is young eighteen year old Mitch and uh, Nick uh, dribbling about the horses because we thought we were kings just because we tipped a few winners to our mates. We decided let's start a podcast. Had no real right back then. I reckon we've earned our stripes by now. But uh, just listen to this, punters, gentlemen. Punters of all ages, welcome to the very first edition of the Mock Racing Podcast. My name is Mitchell and I'm joined today by a fellow member of the TMRC, Nick Island. How are we? G'day, Mitchell. How are we? Very good, mate. I'm very keen to get stuck into our tips today, especially yours. Yeah, I'm very excited as well. We've we've been talking about doing this for a while and um, can't think of a better better bloke to start a podcast with next to me. Stop so. it. Stop we'll it. Get it. Let's just get it done, and hopefully, we along the way we can get our uh, get a couple of the boys on here with us. Exactly right. Tip a few winners of the boys. You know, we're all about tips for the average punter here at the TMRC. So hopefully, we can send out a few good winners. Yeah. 100. The, the, what did you think of that, mate? That's it, was, it actually wasn't now. as bad as I thought it was going to be. The, uh, I thought, yeah, like that's not actually too bad. But um, yeah, it's pretty dribbly. I won't lie. The, the the funny thing about that, if you're if you're somehow still with us after listening to uh, that three years ago, um, 
thank you for being here this whole time. Yeah. The funny thing about that whole thing. D-Pack. Yeah, D-Pack. <laughs> if D-Pack's still listening, hit us up, mate. We love you. He was the original Mock uh, fan. But um, you said can't think of a better bloke to be sitting next to recording a podcast. Thank you. But the funny thing was we weren't sitting next to each other. We were doing that over Discord yeah. with our Xbox uh, One headsets plugged in to our laptops doing it remotely. We weren't even looking at each other. Um, so that was fake to break the fourth wall for you. Another thing was that one was about almost an hour and 20 minutes long. We previewed three cards on yeah. the one pod. and Three we just cards and I think there was a live tip in there as well. Yeah. A, live, a live race that I just decided to put in for a podcast that wasn't live, that no one listened to at that stage. I literally, yeah, pretty yeah. dribbly. We, we did... Uh, the gong, Kembla Grange on the weekend, Ballarat, and then Rose Hill Friday night. And then because we recorded it on that Thursday, we did some Thursday race yeah. at like a Wagga. And Nick was like, you don't think we can tip winners? I'm going to tip one right now. And it's not even live. Like, and five people were listening to it. it just and showed. three of them were our mates. And yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's come a long way. So, um, yeah. Pretty dribbly. Not as bad as I thought it would be, though. But um, So out of all of the last three years, I make sure to ask this every year to see if it's updated, but uh, favourite memory of the mock sports journey, the mock racing club into the mock sports and the whole mock endeavour? I'd probably say it's still the same for me, um, personally, is just um, being on the punt with um, my mates watching Ice Bath a couple of years back. That's Golden probably Eagle Golden Ice Eagle, Bath. Golden Eagle, I don't know, 2021? Maybe so it would have been 2020, 2020 probably yeah. that first year. Um, that's probably the best memory. I just remember how we were all on it together and we all rode it together. But if I had to go off the last 12 months, it would definitely be one of our trips down to Melbourne, um, thanks to Dabble, um, that that got us down there and we got to meet Tom Mitchell, Paddy Cripps and um, mine, Josh yeah. Giddy. I'd say um, we got a, some good videos and one of them um, went viral, which was um, pretty good for us, I'd probably say. That or even the cricket last year we got down or even um, getting into Jack Jenkins, um, UFC fighter, two days out from a fight, inviting yeah. us to his room. Um, that would be pretty pretty up there, I'd say. Yeah, we've got some stories from the last 12 months. If you want a 2023 year in review, comment below and uh, we'll get it done if that's something you're interested in because we've got many stories to tell just from our mock endeavours as well as our respective Europe trips, but... Um, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if many Europe stories will be posted online <laughs> um, from my part. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that trip down to Melbourne was uh, hectic. That Tom Mitchell, Paddy Cripps, Josh Giddy. Um, funny thing about that was we'd prepared to record with all of them just in case they said yes. Tom Mitchell said yes. Giddy, Giddy straight up said no to me. Giddy said, no, I can't. Like it's just said no. it was licensing issues with NBA and stuff. So, so he just left it. But he was a good bloke. He had a chat to me while he could. Oh, um, great bloke. But I went in only, like I, I hadn't prepared small talk. I prepared the questions I was going to ask in recording. So I sat there for five minutes with Josh Giddy, basketball superstar, towering above me. And I think I would have said the sh stupidest shit to him. Like probably everyone in the room would have said the same thing. You like being back in Australia, mate? Like, you you good? Like, what's it yeah. like? And I, I dribbled maybe a couple minutes of footy with him as well, but he was probably looking at me like this little shit, just like get the fuck out of my <laughs> face. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember I was I was speaking to him about 
um, the Olympics and the, and the yeah, World Cup and stuff. you chatted to me way better stuff. Yeah, I asked him um, yeah, a couple of different things. but um, I was yeah. pure starstruck. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything apart from the questions. pretty big time, man. It oh, yeah. pretty big time. Because like, we'd prepared, a good, like I thought, good questions to ask him and funny questions that was more would play off into a video, not a conversation with him. But uh, nah, good times and hopefully many more good times to come. Uh, so that's three years done. 2023 was year of the mock and I think we're only going to get bigger and better. We'll touch on that in just a little bit as a listener has asked us some stuff for the future, but we'll go back to this spring, mate. We've got um, two things to touch on. First thing, horse of the spring. Are you able to give me maybe one, two, three or just a top one? A horse that took the spring by storm and can be said as the number one horse of the spring. Last year we settled on Animo with a shout out to Ellsberg was the honourable mention. Maybe yep. that. Give me one and then someone that deserves a very strong honourable mention. Um, I think without a fight is the horse of the spring. And I think Mr. Brightside is a very close second, in my opinion. Um, two great horses. Mr. Brightside in particular, I didn't think it was going to win that many group ones, do that well in um, at the mile, and it did. And it almost won a Cox Plate. Yeah, after um, we rode him off. After we rode him off, like, great to back that up. But then to go to Caulfield, Melbourne, double, I don't think there's any arguments there that, is, that without a fight is a horse of the spring. No horse has done that in 20 years. Yeah. Um, I think it's up. It's pretty easy to, to put that in. Yeah, I, w- I would say um, without a fight and Imperatriz yeah, are probably Imperatriz. the two that probably you could make a case for either. And then my honourable mention has to go out to Osmosis, of course. Hmm. Uh, got the Group 1 job done. And another horse, probably Pride of Jenny, you'd have to yeah. gi- give it its uh, give it its wraps. Did two Group 1s in a week. That doesn't happen very often. So definitely, mm, probably not horse of the spring, but definitely horse of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. You can't complain with that, two Group 1s in the same carnival. Um, but yeah, out- outside of those sort of four horses, I can't really think of anyone... Well mainly those two, the Imperatrix without a fight. I can't really think of anyone that could make a serious case for Horse of the Spring. Maybe if think about it, had gone on to win the Giga Kick Stakes and been undefeated all throughout um, spring, maybe. But it'd probably be up there in the top five of the spring. But yeah, without a fight, an Imperatrix have to be one, two. Um, what about Flop of the Spring, mate? What was a horse that you thought was going to have an amazing spring but just didn't eventuate? Uh, Francesco Guardi, I think, um, for me, that was a horse that... Ha- I thought was going to be absolutely perfect into the Melbourne Cup and um, Caulfield Cup. Um, just didn't do well. Didn't do well. Didn't do what it was expected. Um, yeah, unfortunate. But I'd say it's the flop of the spring. I think it was at one point one of, like top ten favorite for the cup. Probably even shorter at one point. But um, yeah, it's not even going to start in the cup in the end. It's pretty disappointing for a horse that a lot of people, including myself, thought could win the cup. Mm. Yeah, no, so. I, I can back that in. Like, he was top Australian seed coming in the spring and he didn't even end up running. Like, that's how... But, I mean, that's the nature of the beast, isn't it, with the Melbourne Cup? That's why you don't futures bet that far out because it's an all-in race and if it, they don't end up running, you lose your money and there's always so much water to go under the bridge um, with the Melbourne Cup. Like, you know, Luna Flair was the, probably the second top seed locally. Didn't run. So... I don't know, my flop of the spring, should I say Amelia's Jewel? Should I bait some TikTokers a bit more? But um, no, again, I, I've settled, made my peace with her. She was just unlucky. She gets her chance to prove it. She might be flop of the autumn if she comes out and does nothing. But 
Top of the spring would be too harsh. I would probably say it's tough because there are a few horses that didn't really live up to many expectations. Um, I've had I had one on my mind and I've just actually blanked. Um, it was one of the uh, the staying horses, but um, <laughs> geez, I've I've gone and drawn a blank here. I will say, um, shout out to the Leg Up boys. When I was watching their content the other day, they made a good point that um, Godolphin in general could be considered um, flop flop because they only won a couple of group ones. And like, and how often do you see that? Nah, I agree. You know, your Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup didn't have any Godolphin runners in it. I thought that was a great point by them. But, um, geez. Oh, that's annoying. That's really going to bug me. But, um, if I think about it, I will come back to it because I definitely had one <laughs> in mind. I should have written it down. That's silly from me. But um, we go to the listener questions, mate. Benny O'Brien asks, what horse are we following out of the spring? Who do we think is going to take 2024 by storm? Um, it's a tough one. I think personally I'm going to go with um, Godolphin Horse here, who I thought had a pretty sound spring, didn't have an outstanding, was Cylinder. I think yeah. Cylinder next year, with an extra year under his belt, will do very well. Yeah, I can back that in. Phenomenal run in the uh, the Everest. Yep. And then all throughout those uh, three-year-old races, proved to be very sound. Did really nothing wrong. Um, just didn't take that extra step, but I think with age, it's going to get better. And this year, or um, next year, sorry, I think will be his breakout year if it doesn't get sent. Is it still a cult? I'm not too uh, sure. I think it is. I believe so. I'll double check that right now. Just so we're... I'll double check. You You talk about... Okay, um, yep. Fair enough. Um, my horse, uh, I, I've mentioned it um, a couple of times so far. Zazozi, uh, another Godolphin horse. One of the only Godolphin horses that had great success this spring. Um, I think she's just phenomenal. I know the Oaks horses haven't really done much in the last few years, but uh, I, I'm very confident that she can run. Uh, up to scratch in the autumn time when she goes to those group ones against the older horses and uh, even spring next time around as a four-year-old, I think she can do some real damage, especially at some really top races. She'll get the weight advantage being a mare. So I'm very excited to see where Zardozzi goes. Was Cylinder Colt? Yeah, Colt. So like I was saying, um, if next year isn't the year, it could be the year after. But I think um, if it has a strong year here, unless it goes to the barn to go breed... It's going to be my horse to look at next year as um, going into some big races, personally. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just quickly, because the Godolphin seems to be the theme of the last few minutes. What the hell happened to Arf Cabin? Where'd that horse go? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm check Racing Australia right now as I continue to dribble on just to see if it's still as a uh, active horse or retired because that horse dropped off the map. That was the horse. That was the talk of the autumn, that horse, and... The one that I made a lot of people mad by saying they should chop his nuts off because I thought he was overrated. And then I don't even know if he had a start in the spring. He just disappeared out of nowhere. Golden Mile, the old running buddy, he stuck around, but don't know where Cabin went. Um, Camo asks, how far does Roots win by this weekend in the Railway Stakes? As Nick continues to research that, I'll uh, have a chat. Camo, mate, I don't even know if Roots wins the race, let alone wins by how far. Certainly a great chance, but when you look at Roots... It's, a, it's had six starts at the mile, one once, second once, third once, and I don't know, up in distance, down in weight, helps it. 
But I know it got its win very impressively last start on the drive, but it's still one of those horses that usually prefers to get its toe in. It's not going to get that on the weekend. Uh, I'm not sure. It's a very open race. Tuvalu has had a great spring without winning a race. So that's a deserved favourite there. Asafina's probably a great chance of the local uh, Perth horses. But I don't know. I think I think Roots winning by how far this weekend is too bold of a statement to have in such an open race. Could definitely win, but I'm not sold on it being an absolute sure thing. Have you found anything? Um, there's literally nothing since June. No comments and no nothing. Okay, interesting. All right, so... Weird. Remains to be seen. So it's spelled 24 weeks is the last thing that's been put. So it's spelled. So it's not retired. So it's still an active... Fo- it just didn't come out in spring. Still weird. Interesting. After that was supposed to be their next boom horse. Wonder what's happened there. Maybe something went amiss in training. Um, but I'll ask you, Nick. Astro asks us, what is next for the mocks? So I reckon give us, like, in the short term and give us long term. Um... Well, short term, it's probably going to slow down a little bit in terms of horse racing content. Because um, you come out of the spring, you come out of the autumn, it's a lot harder to pick winners. We've found that. We've um, we've looked into it. We've seen you guys have dropped off as well. It's not the same. Um, so a bit less horse racing content. Hopefully a bit more AFL preseason kind of stuff. Hopefully um, we can get into a bit more UFC. Maybe even some. Um, we've got some PGA stuff up our sleeves a little bit as well in the golf. Um, but, um, yeah, a bit unsure. It's a, we're we're kind of waiting to see um, how we go, mate. So that's me Yeah, me I reckon short term, keep an eye on the socials. We're definitely going to be trying to bring you some strong content just because it's not super racing-centric focused. Um, we're planning on getting some interviews. That's probably the biggest thing podcast-wise. So um, hopefully there will be any number of three to five plus interviews hitting you in the next couple of months with some top names, both in the racing world and in the sports world. That's the goal. Whether we achieve that remains to be seen, but fingers crossed. We've got our uh, fingers in a couple of pies and reaching out to a few people. Hopefully they find the time to uh, come on the pod with us. Um, long-term, mate, I'm going to pose you a question. Do you think this could become full-time or do you think it'll rema- forever remain a side hustle hobby? Yeah, it's... It's a tough mate, question. Three, it's three to four years off that. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think... I'm be- surprised you asked that on the podcast, to be honest. Oh, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah? Best realistic scenario, that. Best case scenario... Full time is a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, best case scenario in a year's time, but that's not realistic at all. Um, but uh, yeah, realistically, I, I think, you know, potentially... We could get to the point where this becomes our full-time jobs. Who wouldn't want this to be our full-time jobs? But, um, I mean, chatting shit with your mate for a living seems pretty uh, ideal to me. But we're still a long way off. And a couple of people have asked, like, if we do this as our full-time job. No, we're both currently working somewhat in the education sector. So, um, but yeah, who knows? The, the more sponsors we get, maybe we can take it to part-time then maybe full-time, hopefully down the track. But uh, that's still a long way off. Uh, and I finally remembered my flop of the spring. It was because it wasn't one horse, it was a blanket. Just the internationals. God, they were bad this spring, weren't they? Apart from Obam, that was just about the only one. All the internationals came over and flopped in the cup. I don't think there was one international raider that placed in the Melbourne Cup. No. Like, they were all Aussie trained. I know without a fight, obviously, you started international, but Aussie trained. 
uh, yeah, apart from Obam, I don't think there were any sort of internationals outside of Australia and New Zealand that won a big race. Yeah, I can think of. Uh, like you said, I was going to say New Zealand, but if yeah. you want to put them in the same, because Imperators is obviously yeah, of course North. Kiwi. I, I, yeah, no, the Europeans and were shocking yeah. this year, which was always surprising. I'm always all over the uh, Europeans, and I lost a bit of money back in the Europeans in strongly. But I mean, they can't be strong every year, I guess, as we'll learn. But um, apart from that. That's the, the end of the final sort of review of spring and in general. We'll head on to our final rundown, mate. And if you're liking what you're hearing, give us a like, share and subscribe. If you are watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to give us a five-star rating because doing all of that just helps us grow and grow and grow more. And if you want to ever actually see us turn it into a full-time gig, that's what you need to do, guys. Get behind us. We love the support. It comes in every week. Everyone always telling us uh, that they love the pod. And people are even recognising us in the street telling us that we lo- they love the pod. So um, if you keep supporting, we're going to keep bringing you great content, guys. And just a shout-out to our sponsors at Stridal. If you want to start owning a horse today, Stridal's probably the easiest way to do so. Go to stridal.com at their marketplace and get shopping for some of the best available yearlings. And there's a couple of ready-to-race horses as well if you don't want to wait around. So head to stridal.com now and get shopping. And shout-out to Dabble as well, Nick. Yeah, big shout out to them. Um, they've really helped us out. They um, they did real well with us over Cup Week. Um, a lot of content out there. All those podcasts were sponsored by um, both Stridal and Dabble. Um, so, yeah, big thank you to those those two. But, yeah, Dabble's really changing the game of online bookies. Um, yeah, they're doing great. Go join um, the other 25,000 other punters and um, you can copy every single one of our bets that we mentioned in this podcast with one click into your bet slip. Um, simple as that. Use the... Code the mock sport, uh, sorry, mock sports when signing up, and um, that'll let us let them know that we sent you. So, thank you. Beautiful stuff. All right, mate. Into the Kemmler Grange rundown. It's a good four right now, but rain is expected on Friday night, and a thunderstorm on race day is predicted. So, beware of that. Make sure you're backing horses that are versatile enough to get it done in the wet or the dry, depending what is dished up. Rail in the true position, so every horse should realistically get a chance. Race one, 2000 meters, straight out, Matt. I'm going to Ristic. Barely lost last start, and that was to a very promising horse who carried almost seven kilos less than him. So that was just the telling point in the end, that weight swing. Um, has to carry a bit of weight here again, but that's just because he's better than this crew. He can win and win well, in my opinion. $3.40 touristic. I'm happy to use that to kick off the gong day for me. Fair enough, mate. I'm with you there. Um, I think it's yeah, it looks very nice. So I'm going to go into race two here, the highway class, class three here. Your favourite here is... Looking real nice, but I just can't tip the favourite in the highway personally. I'm going with a bit of form behind this um this favourite. $7 Sammy Ballerina. Barrier 3, fourth place, fourth place last start behind Trebekah Star. Um, but has a little bit more, uh, sorry, a little bit less weight on it. At $7 and $2.30, I think it can be a good each way price for me to have in the second. Very nice. I don't mind Zutica in the highway this week. Uh, horse is lightly raced, has a lot of potential. And he's never really run a bad race in his career. Loves the distance. Does some of his best work when fresh. Gets a jockey who knows how to ride a leader as well. $4.60 is a price I am happy with here. That'll be me in the highway as we move to race three. No secrets who you're going to be on, mate, as you own one of the horses. Uh, I'll instead be one of my long-time favourites, Smashing Eagle. His blistering turn of foot always has him charging into the placings late, but he always presses the button just that second too late. So... It causes him to come up short, as you've seen throughout this prep. He's come second and third a stack of times. 
but the market continually has him at each way odds. So if they're going to keep giving me $2 plus to place, I'm happily going to take that because I know he's going to run a strong race. I know he's likely going to be in the finish. So I'm going to back him here. Him to place is probably one of my more confident bets of the day. $7.50 to win, $2.50 to place. I'm licking my lips at that price. Smashing eagle for me. Cheerful legend. My horse, $23, $5 for a place. Um, yeah, coming in fresh. Won a trial at Wyong. Um, yeah, looking nice. Head over to race four. Benchmark 78 at 1,200 metres. Your favourite is Jun Quira here at $3.30 with J-Mac on board. This is a real tough race for me to pick personally. Um, I'm really stuck here on a couple of horses, but I've gone with Shadow of Love. Um, Barry 11, $9 and $2.90. Kim Wart trained. One last start at the 1,200 um, in front of Sumo Star at the Benchmark 72. So gets up in grade, but I think he can do well here against this field. So Timmy Clark rides, um, looking pretty nice for me. Fair enough. Dollar Magic at $17. Stop it. Surely not. Considering how consistent this horse has been this prep, that is absolutely madness. Has to be over. $17 to win, $4.60 to place. She's going to jump on the bunny from that inside barrier, give him something to chase, and I think she'll be very hard to get past. She seems to always get run down right on the line this prep, but she's peaking at the right time. She's screaming for a win, and if she gets it at $17, I'll be laughing. But even if she manages to stick on for a place at $4.60, that's as good as a win bet on some horses. So dollar magic for me in the fourth. I'm all over it there at that price. As we head to race five um, in the, the midway, uh, you are Davey for me. Uh, Chad Schofield booked and his form has been so-so this spring, but he's starting to hit a little bit of a run of form. He's won a couple of group races lately as well. So end little bit of a cheeky stat about Chad Schofield. This season so far, he's at a 33% win rate. So he wins every third race this spring so far. So I think he'll uh, give this an absolute peach. Uh, um, and it gets right down the weights, comes off a win, can do it in all conditions. Like I said, you've got to be versatile to be winning on this day in case that rain does come. She should be somewhere in the finish, I think, and it's $6 to win, $2.25. I'm happy to take you at V. So Shadows of Love is also been opted in for this race. Not sure if it will run, but Tim Clark has not been booked on this um, card yet. Sorry, not on this card, not on this race yet. So it could get a, st- a start here. If it does race, I will be tipping it. If not, I'm with you, mate. So I'll leave it at that. Head over to race number six at the Benchmark 88 at the Mile Lock Eagle. $3.40 is my tip. Keeping it pretty simple for this one. I reckon it's the best horse in this race by pretty pretty easily. Um, and, yeah, I've watched this horse a lot time, a lot times. A lot of times. Um, it's been racing well. One last start. Going to go with it again here. I like King of the Castle here back to 1600. Last week he finished a couple lengths off Wineglass Bay, which is fantastic form to go off. But I just don't think he stayed the distance. So back to the mile, I'm happy with that. He gets, It's his pet distance. Um, he's rarely out of the finish at the mile. Um, he can also do it on any sort of condition so the rain won't bother him if it comes down. Uh, he should park right behind the pace and be one of the strongest to watch late. $10 to win, $3 to place. I'm on a lot of value today, punters. So hopefully one of them gets up and I can tip you some profit there. As we skip race seven because it's in the tip-off, the final tip-off race of the year, uh, we go to race eight, mate. The Warra, take us there. Uh, each way play for a black booker, 11-11 here, 26 and $6.50. Always got to have um, some money on your black book. You've, they're in there for a reason. Um, but my main tip here will be Insurrection at $7 and $2.50. Uh, fourth last start behind, hard to say. Um, finishing three lengths behind. Um, yeah, comes here, 1,000-metre sprint. Going to absolutely 
Give it its best go. It's going to be my tip, Insurrection. Lovely. Yeah, we love 11-11. Oh, 11-11 at the Mock Sports. We tip him just about every start. But here, he usually needs the run. Ten runs first up. Hasn't won once. But he peaks second and third up. My God, he goes like a bomb. He'll be getting ready for the Gold Coast Magic Millions. That's where he absolutely loves it. He's, I think, undefeated at Magic Millions Carnivals. He's also undefeated at this track. So you'd think he's going to be up there at that price, like you said. A little cheeky each way play. Or the black book won't go wrong, especially if he finds his way into the money. Um, I'm going to be going um, Malkovich. Has trial form behind overpass. Sorry, not behind overpass. He actually beat overpass in a trial, so that's fantastic form to go off. He was also behind Iona Merck, which is a horse I have a big opinion of. Keep an eye on our socials for a rundown of that horse that I just put out earlier today. Um, but Malkovich, yeah, he runs like a bomb fresh. While the barrier isn't amazing, he should push to the front and prove very hard to get past at $14 to win and $4.20 to place in the Warrior. As we move on to race nine, um, we uh, I'm going... Jeez. Um, We're on the same horse. Yes. Edwall. I, I don't know why. I'll I go. Just All right. Um, I'll take you to the ninth here, punters, because Cashy's absolutely just shat himself for a second there. Um, Headwall for me. Um, first up here, last start at Eagle Farm, third place. Um, it's coming here fresh as one. A trial at Rose Hill, so um, looking pretty nice for me. Um, and, yeah, I'm, Cashy's on yeah, it as well, but he's some, for some reason... I'm sorry, my vision just went blurry for some reason. That's really weird. That's that's weird. Um, <laughs> the worry? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, head ball for me. Uh, five starts, two wins, three narrow placings and some pretty decent company. Bumped into Ammon last prep, so that's good form to go off as well. Ammon's now running around in some very strong group races. Um, yeah, should be flying around the turn. $5 to win. Uh, head wall for Cashy as well. Now that I've got my vision back, take us to race 10, mate. Race 10, benchmark 78 to end at 1,400 metres. Uh, Crafty Eagle is your favourite. Tyler Schiller on board. But I'm going peace officer here, $13 and $4 for a place. Um, for giving its last start um, behind I'm in town. Sorry. I'm in Towen, Towen. Yeah, I'm in Town. Um, I'm in to win. Sorry, to win. Yeah, I know. We're both dumb. We right can't now. read. My so God, you can tell it's the end of the season. Coming <laughs> back to the fourteen hundred, I think it'll run really well. Um, three kilo claim with the apprentice on board, so um, I'll be taking peace officer. Lovely. I'm in the boy in blue. For my last tip of the spring. Oh yeah, of I'll the year. I, uh, I usually go rough for the last one. That's usually my tradition, but I couldn't go past the boy in blue. Contem- Yes, it's real silly season stuff, this. This is, we're getting towards the end. The Boy in Blue Contemporary ran into a solid horse in Gustissimo last start at Rose Hill and should be respected off that run. He was flying late and just couldn't get his nose in front. Needs a scratching to gain a start, but with such a large field, you'd think at least one of them scratches, um, so that shouldn't be an issue. Um, Conditions won't bother him. He does his best work third up. He's ready to peak. $8 to win, $2.80 to place. a 100% overs for contemporary to finish off my year of tipping in Sydney. But as well, if you want to continue seeing my uh, tips weekly, go to the www.themocksports.com, where I, uh, sorry, .com.au, where I put up my Sydney cards each and every week. Um, all right, mate. Let's go to this great spring tip-off for the final time this spring. You are currently eight points clear of me. If you're only just tuning in to us for the first time, the tip-off is where we pick every feature in Group 1 race. Our tip's like if you have $1 each way on, that's how many points you get, is how much money you would have made. Nick currently is eight points in front of me. We've been neck and neck for most of the season, so I've got a tip a bit of value. I've been ahead pretty much the whole time. Yeah, but I've been on your tail. But I've been ahead the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's... 
yeah, Nick's been ahead the whole time. But um, literally, <laughs> my writing down here, I've got a few options, but in big bold it says, whoever Nick doesn't go, because if I go the same horse as you, then I can't win. I can't beat you for punter of the spring. You're looking to go back to back. I'm determined to take punter of the spring this year. So, mate, who are you going? Are you playing it safe for the favourite or are you looking for some value? I think it was a Panko wins. Um, oh, he's playing it safe. Yeah. It's not even playing it safe. You no, pick I, the horse yeah. you think is going to win. Um, I think I was a Panko win. Comes down right, right chance. down in grade. Yeah, I was a Panko. I backed it to win a group one. So, this isn't a group one, is it? No. The gong's not a group it's one. The closest but you'll get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I backed it to win a group one. It's coming down to this level. Should do well. I wish I could tip it, but I need to look for some value. Um, so I'm going to go Waterford, the mock favourite oh, horse. Watch it happen. Yeah, it'll finally win now that you've jumped off. We're on it just about every start. We get sucked into this horse. When it came out last spring, we were all over it. Like, oh, my God, this horse is a star. It's going to win 10 group ones. And then it's proceeded to never Shit draw itself. a good barrier, slip out of the barrier, come second, come third, come fourth. and But now, now it finds a very winnable race. Um, you know, it's, again... Always flying without winning. Um, but, geez, hopefully it's drawn a barrier this time. It's in the second barrier. Reggie Bayless on board. Interesting booking. Never seen this horse. I would have loved a Tommy Berry on board, but he's over in Perth. So we, we settle for Reggie Bayless, but he's no slouch. He should hopefully park it right behind the pace. Get a nice gap to the line. I swear to God, if it gets stuck in traffic, it'll just be another bad luck story for this horse. But uh, Waterford hopefully gets that gap, gets over the top of them, picks me up 12 points, gets me over the line. And beats you for punter of the spring, mate. But um, keep an eye on our socials for those final results and the final <laughs> leaderboard and tally. And uh, those who are in our comp, if you're down, back those roughies and hope a banjo at $100 gets up and you can g- go from last to first. We've seen it. Let's see if it can happen. We've seen it mid-season. We've had a few changes that are like that. But let's see if we can see someone steal it at the end here. Um, as we move to around the grounds, for the final time, mate, have you found anything around the country that's not in that New South Wales card? Um, if you get on it early enough, tomorrow at Ipswich Race 3, my horse is running. Another horse, $35. Which one? Um, Kazotsky. <laughs> Annabelle Nisham trained. Robbie Dolan on board, $35 and $8 for a place. Race 3 tomorrow, um, Thursday. Smash. Yeah, so... Um, but on um, Saturday, Cranbourne Race 3, Kazoo, $2.15. Cranbourne Race 8, Jigsaw, um, $7. And Cranbourne Race 10, Jimmy Star, $2.70. Lovely. Um, I'm, I'm staying away from the Ascot Racing. I know that there's a Group 1 on the card, but um, I gave my thoughts earlier, and I'm no real expert at the Perth, but I will say if you want value, Back probably pipe. go, <laughs> <laughs> go Al Safina. I think she's probably the best chance of the locals who, you know, has the lay of the land compared to these Eastern Raiders coming over. Um, the only one that I'm going to have a serious bet on, though, is Pounding to win the Cranbourne Cup. $11 to win, $3.80 to place. Jamie Carr on board. This horse, horse gets its pet distance. And as Jamie Carr on its back, who is back in a big way, mate. She's finally back into form. So I'm sure she can definitely get up in this race. And at a race, sorry, at a price like $11 to win with Pounding, I'm very happy to go on it there. As we go to the Quaddy for the final time, of the year, mate. Let's try and go out on a high. Race 7, we've got Osipenko, Waterford, Cepheus, and Detonated Jack. Race 8, we've got Broodnell, 11-11, Malkovich, and Insurrection. Who have we got in the last two? Race 9, Emperor, Headwall, Squad, and Shelby 66. Race 10, Contemporary, 4 for Cindy, Crafty, Eagle, and My Tip, Peace Officer. 50 bucks, as always, 19.5%. Awesome. Hopefully, we can hit that off. Um, 
Best bets, mate. Who's your best bet for the whole entire weekend and why? I want to go out on a high here. I want to go out with a win. I got on a bit of a run there. I've failed in the last couple of weeks. You've been in a bit of a dry patch, so I hope we can both win it. If you want to get on our tips, go to Dabble right now. Code Mock Sports when signing up. We also have the multi of them together. But um, I'm going to go with some value. I'm going to go Smashing Eagle. I know that my best bet coming in the race that you have a horse you own might be a little annoying, but um, I'm just confident that it can finally get its win here. If not, it will find its way into the placing. So um, Smashing Eagle each way at $7.50 to win, $2.50 to place in the third at Kembla Grange. Lick on my lips. And if it gets up, beautiful. I'm going a bit more value as well here. Punter's Jigsaw. I reckon it's going to be my tip of the day. Um, it's been running behind Imperatriz twice. Oh, no, just once, sorry. But um, ran really well behind Imperatriz. I know, um, only a couple lengths behind in the Manicato. But um, coming here, coming down in grade, um, $7 Jigsaw for me. Some big best bets to finish off the year, Punters. If they go bang, you are a beer. Uh, so if you want to copy them, like I said, go to Dabble right now. Download the app. And uh, use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. But if you do so, gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit, and think about what you could be buying instead. But punters, for the last time in 2023, for the quaddy potty that is, stay tuned to see if we get any interviews going and sideline stories comes back. But for the final time, we say goodbye. Look forward to the Magic Million special in January and then the Autumn Carnival return. Anything to say to the punters, Nick? Best of luck. Have a good off-season. Do whatever you need to do. Um, send us a message if you want us. See you, punters. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and...